0: Chuck Caton joining us. I won't even get the preface because we don't have a ton of time. You missed the song, Chuck?
1: Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite tunes, Brian. Uh, <laughs> it's on the top of the charts as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I heard that weather forecast, and man, oh, man, I remember those days with freezing pipes in East Granby. So uh, uh, we feel for you there. <laughs> it's a pr-
0: East Granby is a great, a great town. You know, it's funny. We're joined by Chuck Caton, longtime voice of the Hartford Whalers and the Carolina Hurricanes. And, of course, was on here on WTIC when it was just mammoth. And and I can't tell you how many people are ex- just excited to hear your voice on our air. So I, I we thought about you initially with Bobby Hall, and it just would be a good chance to, to catch up in general. How are things? How are you? And And, and what's going on since you stepped away from the mic full time?
1: Well, I mean things are going well. I know that uh, for longtime long time uh, whaler fans, uh, I'm always excited uh, Brian to come back in July every year for the uh, Whalers weekend that the Yard goats put on. and I'll tell you what uh, Dean Zaappellordy and his staff, uh, wonderful people with the baseball team yeah. uh, do a great job. So I always I have a link still even after 25 years to the area we still have many many friends in the area that we visit from time to time uh, at least once every other year we come up there so uh you know i still have a, a tremendous affinity uh for uh the people in hartford and in, in connecticut and um you know it, it warms my heart and you know i've been kind of hanging out um i i certainly I uh, wish I was still working in the NHL, but uh, we have a little bit different situation here uh, with respect to the ownership. The team's doing very well, but the ownership is a little bit different. And so uh, I'm kind of watching from afar and, and still enjoying the NHL, really, Brian.
0: Yeah, it's a totally different game. I have tons of questions. You know, my dad went to law school at Michigan, so we have that connection. He was there when Red Berenson was the star. And so, you know, I've been following, you know, Michigan athletics, and I know that's where you went to school. But, you know, with your broadcasting career coming to Hartford, that was your first, like, huge break, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it really was. I mean, it's it's interesting. And uh, I was doing University of Michigan hockey, football, and basketball on an Ann Arbor station uh, ever since my sophomore, junior year of college and then until 1975 when I went to Wisconsin for four years. And it was uh, after I did Badger sports that uh, the Oilers called me in nineteen, well, actually in '78, and I didn't take the job in the last year of the World Hockey Association. But I took the job the next year when they called me back, and uh, replaced a very popular guy in Bob Newmeyer, the late Bob Newmeyer. Now that people will still probably remember, he was sure. a terrific person, uh, and and so I, I got a lucky break. I mean, them calling me back uh... and uh, it, it was tremendous and thirty nine years later i have loved every minute of it uh... hated uh... T- to be honest with you uh, to see the team move back in ninety seven i've been, I have to be very frank about that jim rutherford knows and peter carmanos knew how i felt about that because i was uh, very entrenched in the uh... community uh, in the hartford area uh... so uh... that was a tough blow but um, since then uh, team won the Stanley Cup in 06, and I've got a lot of great memories and a lot of wonderful friends, uh, including the guy that you talked about who passed away yesterday.
0: Yeah, so let's talk. We're talking with uh, Chuck Caton, of course, longtime announcer for the Hartford Whalers and the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, when Bobby Hall came to Hartford, I mean, he, I, I mean, I look at the numbers. He played nine games. I think he was 40 or 41, I'm not sure. He scored two goals. I don't know if any of those two goals were at the Civic Center or not. But just give, give a sense of who he was as, as the man and, and what your interactions were like with him. I know there was, you told one anecdote on social media as well. We'd love to get your perspective.
1: Well, really, Brian, it was uh, it was kind of a magical season. I think Whaler fans would agree when you have a guy like Gordy Howe on your team, uh, not to mention his sons, Mark and Marty, and then you have Dave Key on, and then you add on leap day of 1980, that was the day that Bobby Hull signed on February 29th, of 1980, he was introduced to the crowd. Some of our listeners may have been at the game against the St. Louis Blues. And uh, then, uh, as you say, uh, he had a nine very short stay, but uh, the reason for that was that he had a, uh, a girlfriend at the time who lived in Cheshire and uh, underwent a uh, horrific traffic accident. Uh, uh, car accident, and uh, it kind of set him back a little bit emotionally, so he was unable to finish the season. But he did score a memorable goal. I think uh, maybe some Whaler fans would remember when he scored in Buffalo against Don Edwards with that inimitable slap shot of his that he always displayed as a black hawk in the World Hockey Association with the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, that 's what I remember, and then the thing you 're talking about on social media, I felt compelled to show the uh human side of him because he he gets bashed a lot for some of the demons that uh uh have uh, been in his personal life prior to this, but uh we were getting our licenses at the d m v in Weathersfield, and the late Bob Crocker, who was our assistant general manager, took us over to Weathersfield, and I had two boys at the time, one was two years old, and one was uh Two and a half and one was one, and he carried my one-year-old up two flights of stairs at the DMV office in Weathersfield, very kindly for my wife on that day in February, and and uh, we got our driver's licenses together. Of uh, course, uh. as you know, it was my first year there, and of course, Bobby had just joined the team.
0: Yeah! Wow. You know, we're just about out of time, but I, you know, I, and I've talked to a lot of Wh- Whaler stuff. You know, I grew up in Swampscott, Mass. My dad, when he gave up season tickets to the Bruins because it was too expensive, he'd take me to Whaler games because you could stay at the at the hotel and and walk to the game without going outside, and we got such a kick oh, out, yeah. such a kick out of that. But it seems that the Whalers players. Were like very accessible in the community, and if that's if that's a myth or not, I don't know. But how does that compare to like how it is like now? Because they make much more money, and it's a different ball game.
1: Yeah, it is a different ball game, Brian. But uh, the players essentially are the same. They're still those hometown boys that uh, uh, have a real love for the fans. And even though the money has uh, skyrocketed over the years, as you've said, it still hasn't changed uh, the player himself and and his devotion to the community i know in a, a lot of the hurricanes players cases they have a lot of uh... different foundations and they they do a lot of charity work but they don't get they don't want the notoriety you don't hear about it a lot they like to do things uh, under the radar so the player really hasn't changed that much but you're right about how it was in hartford and that's why i think the yard goats weekend uh... in the middle of july Uh, is so popular with people because they remember these people and it just floors the players from the 80s and 90s about how much uh, the fans remember them because they were so immersed in the community. You're absolutely right about that. And I'm really looking forward to that weekend. I think it's July 20th and 21st. Uh, you know, at, at uh, what do they call It's not Dunkin' Donuts Park yeah, it anymore, is. right? Yeah,
0: no, it's still Dunkin' Donuts Park, yep.
1: Yeah, it's just Dunkin' though, isn't it? You oh, know? yeah,
0: sure. I mean, I think they <laughs> still, ca- I, the brand of the company is Dunkin', but I think they still call it Dunkin' Donuts Park.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, for- I think that it was something, I think Dean told me some story about how it was going to cost so much money to change it, so they just left it just, there. Just and, keep hey, it- we always know it as Dunkin' Donuts anyway, right? Who's getting who?
0: Seriously. And when you come back in the summer, maybe you can um, shimmy over to the studio in Farmington and sit down with us face-to-face. People would love it.
1: Absolutely, Brian. Keep in touch, and uh, I would be delighted to do that. Uh, thank you for having me on, and uh, I think for the people... I know it was a brief stay for Bobby Hall, but he was part of Hoyler history, totally. and a uh, very... Uh, significant part of it too because uh, you, how do you have three names like uh, how keon and, and hull on one team it really put the oilers on the map yeah it's awesome
0: all right chuck be well we'll talk to you soon and we'll definitely catch up the summer
1: all right thank you brian i appreciate it
0: all right chuck Caton, the great chuck Caton. so cool and you can tell he's still got it he's still got it